is Your Working Life, a podcast with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. I'm a career and executive coach, and today I welcome Benjamin Spall to the show. Ben will talk about how to unlock the secrets to greater energy, focus, and calm starting first thing in the morning. Ben, welcome. I'm so glad that you're with me. Thanks for having me, Caroline. I'm holding this gorgeous book, and it's all about the power of morning routines, and we're going to talk a little bit more about your particular morning routine, but tell me how this all got started. What got you turned on to, to morning routines? Yeah, so it all started about five and a half years ago where my co-founder and now co-author, Michael, came to me and he had this idea of interviewing people about the first thing they do in the morning. And it very quickly, very quickly, we realized that 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 is people's morning routines. And back then, five and a half years ago, this wasn't something that was being talked about kind of every single day like it is now. So it was a relatively unique idea. And we just interviewed some friends to begin with to kind of get the ball rolling. And ever since then, like I said, for the last five and a half years, we have interviewed a different person every single week. And then some of those interviews made it into a book and about half of them are brand new. And uh, yeah, that's basically the story. And I love that lead in because the book is is fascinating. It, it's episodic in that you, you literally interview hundreds of people and get their take on their morning routine. Now, are you naturally a morning person? And is Michael, your co-author, naturally a morning person? No, that yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting question because it kind of has changed and developed yeah. over time. So I'm actually I'm definitely not an incredibly early person. Like we have some people in the book, like uh, General Stanley McChrystal, for example. He gets up at 4 a.m. And I have to say, who for people who are not really naturally morning people who are scared to pick up this book, he is an anomaly here. He is yeah. like not not many people get up that early. But I, I personally throughout the stage of writing the book and doing the website I, i've been getting up about 7 seven thirty, so that really isn't incredibly early um but i kind of i do prefer the morning but i definitely like i like to get the sleep in so i like to kind of make sure that i am i i'm well rested before the morning begins and you know i'm grateful that you're giving the audience all over the world permission to say look don't sacrifice on your sleep Right. Focus on what morning means to you. And, and like you said, your start time may be very different than someone else's. But thank you for honoring the sleep component. I think that's incredibly important for our wellness. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly right. And we actually, when we started the book, it's about a year and a half ago, I was speaking with our editor, and we actually were going to have a whole like massive section just about sleep. We now have a smaller section about it, but we, we think it's so important. And uh, whether or not you had kind of a good night's sleep directly impacts your ability to perform and enjoy your morning routine uh, to the like to the best of your abilities the next day. And this is this is such a hot topic, right? Around, like Ariana Huffington's oh, writing yeah. books about it, and it, it's just so important. And many of the people, if you read our book, you'll notice many of the people within. It, they do mention they'll say if I don't get a good night's sleep then my morning routine kind of goes out the window yeah. so for that reason as you say we kind of wanted to honor that in the book we kind of didn't want to be like get up at 5 a.m regardless of when you went to bed uh, because as we say you know if you don't get enough sleep you're really going to struggle the next day and I'm so pleased that you said enjoy your morning routine, right? This should not be torture. Uh, it should be an opportunity to really celebrate a lovely time of day and, and an awakening in every sense of the word. But walk us through for, for those that are considering um, creating a morning routine. What are some common activities that successful people do in the morning? Yeah, so the most common thing, which is it kind of sounds obvious, but everyone we spoke with actually do have a morning routine that they're aware of. So I, I say that 
because often people think they don't have a routine, uh, but we all do. We typically, you know, we get up, we'll go to the bathroom, we may go to the kitchen, make some coffee. Um, but everyone we spoke to did actually consciously think about this. They may get up, they may do some yoga, they may work out. Um, but in terms of actual things they do, uh, number one, as we just spoke about, is get enough sleep. And number two is actually working out. And what we found is that you don't actually particularly have to work out in the morning to get those benefits as long as you do it at some point in the day. So many people we spoke with, we spoke with the, uh, the uh, then CEO, current chairman of Vanguard, and he said that he works out at lunchtime. And I personally do that as well because I kind of get the benefits, you know, like I'm kind of lagging at around, yeah. you know, midday, 1 p.m. I kind of get the benefits for the rest of the day. So even though in the book we talk about the importance of morning workouts, we do point out that, to be honest, as long as you get like some exercise in, you kind of break a sweat throughout the day. That's kind of like the biggest benefit there. Well done. And again, I'm so grateful that you're being inclusive, right? So you're not saying right. it has to happen in the morning. Just make sure, again, to honor your respective wellness that you get that routine in, uh, the, pardon me, the workout in. So I'm reading, though, in the book, I'm, I'm seeing a correlation between a morning routine and success or goal completion throughout a day. Talk to me a little more about that. Yeah, so yeah, we, I, we mentioned like enjoying morning routine, but it's also it is to get something done. And we kind of think about it as like starting your morning routine. When you start your morning routine with intention, you kind of bring these morning wins with you into the rest of your day. And I, I know me personally, I get probably 75% of my day done between maybe like 7.30 and midday, because uh, that's kind of when, it, when I have the most energy. And yeah. somebody said somebody said in an interview in our books, uh, something like an hour at 9 a.m. is worth three hours at 5 p.m. And I, I totally see that. And it kind of does change for some people. And we have some people in the book who are certainly more kind of evening uh, routine people. We kind of want to be inclusive and include those. Uh, but to be honest, just having that time in the morning, it really allows you to kind of sit back and like think big picture. And we always talk about kind of like not letting your technology play too much of a part. Yeah. So not checking your email, not checking your phone, just like being one with yourself, you know, making some nice breakfast and kind of just giving yourself that time to think about your day and think about where it's going to go. Yeah, I love it, the intentionality. And I'm, I'm grateful too that you mentioned, you know, identify, be self-aware of your peak energy time. And, and it right. may be different, but again, be aware, right? And, and focus on that. Okay, Ben, so there are people around the world saying, but I'm not a morning person. And maybe they're that quintessential night owl, right? So how might we convince them lovingly to start a morning routine or perhaps to just be open to exploring that that time of day? Yeah, so in the book, when we refer to morning routines, we're kind of referencing the time between you waking up and either leaving your home or transitioning to the next part of your day. So for example, kind of if you work a night shift and you have to get up at three or four in the afternoon, that's fine. We're just talking about that, that, that time after yeah. you're getting up. So um, we agree, you know, many people are not like my, my wife, for example, she really isn't as much of a morning person as I am. And that's fine. You just have to kind of have that time. And it is going to be more difficult for some people. We have a whole chapter in the book on parents, uh, you know, parents of young children. We don't try to pretend that it's just as easy. Um, but you know, it, it definitely is going to be more of a struggle for some people. But what we what we liked as we went through the book, we really tried to interview people and kind of include interviews with people who are, are really varied. So we do, like I said, we have the McChrystals. We have people who are getting up at 4 a.m. But we, we're having some people who wake up at 8, 9 as well. And it's just, it's it's all about finding what works for you. And kind of at the end of every every single chapter, we, we kind of bring out the main tidbits. So not just from the interviews in the book, but from the 300 plus interviews on our website. It's like the stuff that we've heard time and time again. And we, we really went through and researched this when writing the book, like trying to 
pick out the pieces that are told to us time and uh, time and time again uh because we just we like to give the idea of experimenting like you may not be a morning person but you may want to experiment with this you may want to experiment with that and just see if it makes a difference and if it doesn't you can drop it you can leave it uh, but if it does it may really really help with your morning and with the rest of your day nice so design your own path so let me ask because i'm grateful that there is so much research and intentionality in the book um, is there something to the ritual, the consistency, the routine, being consistent every day, or is it really just doing something? Yeah, no, there's definitely something to the ritual and the, like the routine of it. Uh, but one thing I will say is don't get uh, too caught up on doing it every single day. And by that, I mean, if you, for example, one day you miss your routine, like your kid is sick or something, something just messes with your morning. Don't think, OK, you know, now it's now it's broken. Now I can't do that routine anymore because you've kind of broken a streak. What we what we say in that situation is just do it the next day or do it the day after that. So don't don't see one or two missed days as kind of the end of your whole routine. Just get back on it as soon as you can. And we, we've seen this with people struggling. People just think that they need to keep this long streak. I know like lots of apps have this nowadays. And, you know, I get it. You know, that's that's very uh, motivating. It's got like the whole game theory thing. It's very motivating to see these daily streets continue but if you do break it just just don't you know don't, don't crumble from the pressure just like get back on it the next day awesome so give yourself grace and permission to know that life happens right exactly right yeah we, we actually have the question we are ask everyone at the end of the interview, we always ask what happens if you fail to follow your morning routine. And some people, some people say, it's, you know, it really is a struggle. But the majority of people say, you know, I just get back on it. And we think that really is the best approach. I'm fascinated at the diversity of people, a wide range of, of split in genders. Uh, it, it is somewhat US centric, if, if I'm accurate with yes. that huge age range, lots of different career fields, leadership levels. And then, you know, probably just some people in your personal network who may not be known to the to the audience but have extraordinary stories to tell were there any common denominators or themes with all of these folks yeah, I think the most common theme is that they really, they really like kind of cared about their morning. And you're exactly right. Some of the people in the book are kind of people that may be less known here. And also, I, I'm originally from the UK, so there's there's a few British people in there who are like kind of more known in the UK, but not so much in the US. And so it's great to speak with them and kind of get that uh, those ideas as well. But yeah, for the most part, it's really caring about that time in the morning. And it was interesting. A lot of people, or not a lot, like. A smaller number of people that I spoke with actually told me that they didn't have a routine, but that, that they were happy to answer my questions anyway. And then I would speak with them, and actually they had a very interesting and a very apparent, in my view, routine. Uh, but they didn't really think of it that way because it was so routine. So I think the most common denominator there is that people really do care about this space. And I think, you know, there's many articles about it nowadays. There's many kind of similar ideas uh, bobbing around. And I think the fact that it is such an interesting topic for people, uh, it, there's kind of a voyeuristic aspect, to be honest. Like, that's kind of why you wrote the book. It's very interesting to read about people's mornings. But we're all interested in, you know, productivity and helping our day. And that really does start in the morning. So I think that was the most common denominator with these people. So Ben, in front of millions of people listening around the globe, including a lovely UK audience, I might add, are you willing to share a bit about your morning routine? Yeah, no, I, I always say I get a little embarrassed with this because compared <laughs> compared to some of the people, I'll bring up my crystal again, but compared to some of the people I interviewed, it's uh, very unimpressive, but uh, I'll go for it. 
Um, I typically get up nowadays at about 7.30, uh, so that's quite late compared to some people. Uh, but I, I'll get up and then I'll, I'll go into the kitchen and I'll do a 10-minute meditation. And the reason I only do 10 minutes is because it is so incredibly easy that it, it, it's so rare that I don't do it in a day. Um, if I can't do it in the morning, I will typically do it later in the afternoon because it's such a short amount of time. But I'll do that 10-minute meditation. I'll do some uh, push-ups. I'll do some jumping jacks. And then I'll just uh, make the breakfast, uh, make mine and my wife's breakfast. And during this time, I don't check my phone. And that's kind of the most important aspect of my morning. Uh, so I typically put my phone on airplane mode about an hour before going to bed. And then I put it in the kitchen overnight. And yeah, I, I just don't check my phone. I don't take it off airplane mode while I'm making breakfast. I don't check it while I'm eating breakfast with my wife. And the great thing about that is we can really kind of enjoy our conversation together. We can talk about what's going to happen in our days. If we want, we can talk about what's in the news, but we're not seeing it on our phone. It's just kind of what happened the day before. And uh, it's just, yeah, it's like a really nice, relaxing time. And to be honest, one of the reasons sometimes you'll, if you read the book, you'll find a few things that are a little bit repetitive in certain parts. The reason for this is because um, not checking my phone in the morning is something that I read probably for three or four years from people that I interviewed on the website before I actually personally implemented it. So you kind of really do need to hear this stuff again and again until you actually start to do it. I agree. It's great wisdom. And, and it does change how you honor that time and how, especially if you if you have loved ones or people in your world that you're spending your morning with, couldn't agree more. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing. I'm really grateful. So let's flip it for a second because you do talk about this a little bit in the, in the book. Evening routine, just as important, different. Tell me a little bit about evening routine. Yeah, so it's definitely, I wouldn't say it's as important, but it's, it's definitely important to quite a few people we interviewed. So we have a whole chapter in the book on evening routines. And kind of the whole idea about it is instead of kind of simply running up the hours until you're finally bored enough to go to bed, you should structure an evening routine uh, that helps you wind down from the responsibilities of the day and kind of helps you get a head start on your morning. And for many people, we heard this time and time and time again, this, this will sound repetitive, uh, repetitive in the book, I promise. But uh, people say to lay out your clothes for the next day. And this could be your regular work clothes just to kind of, you know, so you don't have to make that choice in the morning. Or it could be your workout clothes. And laying out your workout clothes will dramatically improve the chance of you working out in the morning if that's something you want to do. Uh, so, yeah, people say laying your clothes out, kind of making a to-do list. I personally prefer to make a to-do list uh, the evening before, but you can make that in the morning if you prefer. And then kind of just allowing yourself that time in the evening to wind down. So this kind of moves into our sleep chapter and the evening routine and sleep chapter are very uh, well aligned, to be honest. But um, yeah, it, it, so it's partly preparing for your morning, but it's also allowing yourself to kind of wind down and get sleepy. And like we, we put all the regular advice about, you know, not checking your phones or putting those filters on your phone so you, that blue light doesn't kind of creep into your eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah, generally just kind of getting yourself relaxed and sleepy so you can go to bed a little bit earlier than uh, usual uh, so you can get, you know, some good sleep. Well done. So Ben, so many of our listeners, myself included, travel a lot and we're traveling in different time zones. So morning is relative. It often changes pretty dramatically depending upon where we are in the world. How how might we uh, be more uh, well conscious of that morning ritual when when sleep is disrupted and time changes? 
Yeah, no, we, we gave some great tips on this in the book because, again, many of the people we interviewed also travel quite a lot. Uh, so one of the main tips that we got, which we thought was just great, is kind of do some smart scheduling. So this is like if you know that you sleep well on planes, and this isn't a huge number of people, but if you know that you sleep well on a plane, like purposely choose to travel overnight so you can kind of wake up refreshed after yeah. that good night's sleep. At the same time, if you don't uh, sleep well on planes, and I'm, I'm one of these people, do not do that. You know, purposely flying, you know, arrive in the evening so you can then sleep in a hotel and kind of feel refreshed that way. Uh, that's one easy thing. Another thing, which uh, we spoke with Dave Asprey, who is the uh, creator of Bulletproof Coffee, and it was kind of a funny, funny point, but we wanted to include it. Uh, basically, he said, so many people talk about finding a gym, you know, if you're if you're work, if you're uh, traveling, you know, work in the hotel gym or just find a gym. He actually mentioned that because traveling is such a stressor on your body, he purposely doesn't work out when he's uh, traveling just because that's kind of an added stress on top of that. And uh, so I, I, I don't know, you know, what, what the truth is there, but we added it because it's kind of interesting. Um, but one thing, the one thing that we did find like time and time again from people is if you are traveling and it's just for like a day or two, it's, you know, for work or something, just you know kind of give yourself a little bit slack don't worry too much about your routine like get your main things in there so if you like to meditate in the morning there's no reason why you can't do that from a hotel room um but if you have this elaborate morning routine that you try to do every single day don't worry too much if you can't get it all in when you're traveling especially if it's just for a couple of days uh because you know you have a lot going on you're probably traveling for an important reason you might have a client meeting you might have something that you really need to concentrate on so don't worry too much just make sure you get enough sleep and you get in your core uh, parts of your routine and then just get back to it when you get home. Awesome. So Ben, wrapping up, who's the ideal audience? I just see so many people loving this book. And of course, I read it. So I'm a little biased. It's incredible. But you know, who did you write it for? Yeah, no, interestingly, it was Yeah, w w when you write a book, people say you have to have this audience in mind. And it, it was a little bit going against that trend, because there is a, a very broad audience for the books. So it's kind of like, you know, health fanatics, only people who like to work out in the morning, there's like a, a business audience as well as definitely like, like kind of an academic student audience. Um, so yeah, I I, I, I totally get your question, but it is a little bit hard to pin down. Um, but yeah, it, it is quite broad. And we did, we did like to put it that way. And like you mentioned earlier, we kind of have a, um, it is mostly US centric, but we have a wide, it's definitely like 50-50 in terms of genders. And there's a wide age range. I think the youngest person is like 23, 24, and the oldest person is 89. Um, so it's a great kind of age range as, as well people that we interview so um yeah we do think it really is interesting to a wide audience and the reviews we've got have come some from some very different places uh so that has been really fun to experience well that's awesome ben thank you for joining me on your working life i'm just so grateful for this book and the practical wisdom about starting off your day well and i want to tell the listening audience the book is called my morning routine how successful people start every day inspired written by benjamin spall and his co-author michael zander and of course it's widely available at major book retailers and of course online via Amazon. Ben, thanks so much. What a joy to have you on. Thanks for having me, Caroline. This is great. My pleasure. And to all of you listening, if you like the show, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. And even better, leave us a review because this really helps us find other people online. Great things happening in the algorithm world when you leave us a review. So thanks for doing that. And you know, if you have ideas for a future show, you can send me uh, a message via Twitter at C. Dowd Higgins or a direct email, caroline at carolinedowdhiggins.com. And I always want to give a special shout out to my extraordinary podcast colleagues, Laura Deck, our executive director of publicity and communications, and Claire McInerney, executive producer 
without whom this show would not be possible. Thank you so much for all the work you do. Thank you all for listening and take good care. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. <laughs>